Welcome to the Codcast, Commonwealth Magazine's weekly podcast on politics and policy and the people who practice and influence both. I'm Jack Sullivan, a reporter for Commonwealth, alongside the magazine's editor, Bruce Mole. It's an accepted fact in Massachusetts that the liquor industry is one of the most heavily regulated businesses in the state. But many of the rules and regulations date back to the end of Prohibition back in the 1930s. There's been some loosening over the years from allowing beer and wine sales in convenience stores to allowing Sunday sales. But have they changed enough to keep up with the demands of the 21st century? Joining us today is Ed Cooper, vice president of the national retail chain Total Wines and More, which now has four stores in Massachusetts and is planning more. Welcome, Ed. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, the company has been a thorn in the side of the State Alcohol Beverage Control Commission since they entered the market by challenging pricing and opening rules. Um, they've taken uh, the state to court and won a decision back in July. Uh, briefly, uh, what is what is the issue? I mean, you came into Massachusetts understanding that these are the rules, these are the regulations. Why yes. enter a uh, an area where the the rules and regulations don't fit what your uh, model is. Well, we're advocates. We're advocates for the customer, right? So uh, we understand as retailers. I think good retailers understand that when when retailers compete, the customer wins. And so we're advocates for them in terms of price, service, selection, the customer experience, and the like. So, so uh, yes, we we came into Massachusetts understanding that there were these arcane and archaic uh, laws and regulations. Um, but uh, but the, the, we've been involved in other states in, in helping to modernize those uh, those uh, the, the beverage alcohol environment, and uh, you know, we're 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 pleased to do that on behalf of Massachusetts customers here. But but are we talking a different kind of industry when we're talking uh, alcohol? I mean, in in Massachusetts, the blue laws for years prevented any kind of Sunday sales at all in retail. That you know you weren't allowed to open up because. Um, it, it's supposed to be a day of rest. Um, That's right. You know, th- those type of arguments. Um, but, but it's a little bit different with alcohol. You're talking about a, uh, a substance that can be abused that is um, uh, regulated and is restricted as far as who can purchase it. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, you're, you're selling widgets or, or you're selling clothes. So isn't there a reason for some of these regulations? Well, well there is, and certainly you, you touched on it. it, it it's a, it, this is an industry in which the retailer has to be uh, incredibly responsible and attuned to, uh, to, to whom they're selling uh, and what they're selling and have an understanding of the, of the products that they sell. And we, just because of the history of our company, um, privately owned uh, by two brothers in a, in a family uh, environment in which there was uh, serious issues with with uh, uh, the misuse of alcohol. Um, our our company, I think, is uniquely uh, understanding of that. You also mentioned uh, the uh, some of these archaic uh, and arcane uh, uh, laws, like blue laws. Uh, we uh, we listen to the customers when we come into a market. And the customers, I'll give you an example, uh, customers uh, in Minnesota uh, had, uh, since we first arrived there four or five years ago, had said, why is it that we can't, that we can't uh, buy um, beverage alcohol for off-premise consumption, right, to, 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 uh, to enjoy in our homes uh, on Sundays? They had the opportunity to be able to do so. Uh, and 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 buy it in bars, taverns, and restaurants. They could watch the Vikings or the Twins play, 
uh, on Sundays um, uh, to their heart's content, go to church, uh, watch the watch the, those games, uh, and drink in bars and taverns um, to their heart's content on Sundays, uh, uh, but they couldn't buy it in a store uh, um, and and watch those games or listen to those games at home. So we we uh, rallied to the cause and helped pass earlier this year after four-year struggle, uh, helped pass uh, Sunday sales in, in, in Minnesota. 158 years that law had been in, in place. So that makes perfect sense to me, uh, mm-hmm. Sunday sales. Uh, your push here seems to be you want to do what um, large retailers want to do. They want to use their size to offer uh, a lower price on products. Uh, that seems to be one of the initiatives you're pushing through yeah. coupons or passing along volume discounts. Is that is that your goal here? In May? Or what's wrong with Massachusetts? I guess, I guess we've got Sunday sales. What what do you think is wrong with Massachusetts liquor regulation? I'm not right so now? sure that there's that, that wrong is the is is the correct. What would you order. like to change? We, what we what we like to change is we like to make it more convenient for customers to be able to uh, to benefit from. From price competition, we'd like to be able to make sure that the that that customers have have uh, some distinction in price, um, and that retailers are enabled off-premise retailers like us, or uh, the small independents, uh, large retailers, whoever it may be. Right, the the playing field is a level one as long as everybody has the ability to be able to to offer. Uh, the, uh, the coupons and and uh, other loyalty programs, um, uh, and some of the other things that you mentioned, right? Uh, I mean, this is we're 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 good free marketers, right? That's uh, uh, the the the. But it that's seems what we're like the, in. the problem is partly, um, and and I'm not as steeped in this as you are, but it seems like part of the problem is you have small package stores which have a history in Massachusetts. And now you have some big retailers that have come into this area, Costco, some of the big box retailers, yeah. your store, um, your stores. Um, and so there's a clash there. Uh, and it seems like, do we want to protect these little guys or do we want to let the big guys run over them? Um, what do you think? Well, the, the, our experience is that the big guys don't run over the little guys. Our experience has been uh, in the 26 years since we've been in business is that is that uh, everybody has the opportunity to be able to find a niche, and and oftentimes those retailers, whether they be big or small, are uh, have their pencils sharpened and are um, are good at business, find that niche and do extremely well. So, um, but that seems like a. That seems like a nice answer, actually. I, I don't quite follow we, we, it because we've, we've if, got you the data hardware, it up. if you look at hardware stores, the small hardware stores still survive, but they've been pretty well steamrolled by the by big box uh, stores, Home Depot and what have you. Um, and I guess I guess I'm still a little puzzled about the specifics of your concern. For instance, Costco. Uh, now I'm getting into the weeds here, Jack. But uh, <laughs> my Costco, area, <laughs> it, when you go to Costco, liquor's cheaper there yes. than it is at, at a lot of other stores. That's right. Uh, and yet, um, reading through some of the prep for this interview, it seems like there's a 
price control system in Massachusetts, and you can't sell below cost. Correct. Do they have cheaper costs than, than everybody else, or do you have cheaper costs than everybody else? Well, or? I think what we're trying to figure out with our with our um, action here in the in, in the Commonwealth is to is to uh, we contend that cost is cost. Whatever you pay for it, that's cost. Right, and so what? What? What is undefined or has been ill-defined? I think is is what cost is um, at both the legislative and the regulatory um, uh, uh, side of things. So uh, you know, the, the, the it uh, everybody should have the ability to be able to buy it at, at whatever price that the wholesalers want to pay for it, uh, uh, want to sell it to. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll step back for a second. This is an industry. This is an industry in which you have um, three tiers, right? So, uh, for our listeners, uh, it, it's it's a very complex and and for some, I think, would consider it somewhat of a nutty industry in that you've got producers and wholesalers, uh, wholesale distributors, and then retailers. So, uh, you know, uh, for us, what we want to be able to do uh, and have been trying trying to do with. Um, with challenging the regulations and some of the laws is let's let's have a let's have a playing a level playing field where everybody understands um, uh, what cost is. Well, and, you just you just brought up this um, the tiered system, which I'm somewhat familiar with, having yeah. you know uh, bartended in my misspent youth. <laughs> um, so I, I, I understand, especially distributors uh, ship pottery. I believe there's uh, four distributors in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, that uh, are the only ones that are authorized to uh, distribute uh, wine and spirits. Wine and spirits. Is your plan to disrupt that as well? To bring in your own uh, version of distributing? Oh no. Well, no. why not then? I mean, if it, well, uh, you can't. It's 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 not it's not permitted. You're not uh, retailers are not permitted to be in the other. And you're not you're not um, uh, uh, general in this state. You are not allowed to be in other tiers. Well, although you're that's, also not allowed that's being to, blurred now. You're also not allowed some. to uh, give out coupons, and yet you're challenging that. You're not yeah. allowed to have discount pricing, and yet you're challenging right. that. Why not challenge uh, the, that portion the, of it that many say contributes to the inflationary uh, cost? Well, of we have alcohol. figured out. I mean, I, I think as retailers over the years, we figured figured out how to um, how how to work very well within the three tier system. We embrace it fully. We think that it that it works. It works for us. It may not work for everybody, but we figured out how to be able to work that. Uh, um, and and are strong supporters of the three tier system. Why? Uh, well, because we've we've we figured out how to uh, be able to work with wholesalers uh, to be able to get our products. And, and I, you know, just to push a little bit more, Ed, though, I, you know, if if your goal is to um, offer consumers the best possible price, a system like this doesn't seem to um, um, align with those kinds of goals. So, how can you, on the one hand, say, "Well, we embrace this system"? And yet, on the other hand, say that we want to give the best price possible. Well, I think that, I think that there's ways there's ways to, uh, to to chip away at that, right? So, price is price. And to your point, I think we try and figure out uh, we work that retailers have to work with wholesalers and ultimately producers to be able to make sure that the that uh, that the consumers get the best pricing. Uh, um, I, I mean, I see your point that there that that it's a uh, um, uh, that it's a, that it's a in some instances it's a very rigid uh, three tier system in others it's not so it's not so rigid so for for breweries 
right? Different than wine or than uh, uh, the, that are that are uh, brewing beer. So beer, it's a little bit different than wine and spirits. Beer, you've got, uh, uh, and I'm no expert on this in terms of I'm a, I'm at the retail tier, but I understand here in, in in the Commonwealth, you've got breweries that are also um, involved in other tiers as well. They have the ability to self distribute. Um, if they're if they're a certain size, and they have the ability also to be retailers, they've got brew pubs and the like. So slowly but surely, here in the Commonwealth, those those kind of laws and regulations that were enacted um, right after Prohibition ended in the in 1933, 34, 35, those are being challenged and and and, and changed. And and uh, to a previous question, where we we came to the Commonwealth uh, knowing that that environment. Uh, the, that the change environment is is here, and we want to help speed that along. One of the things that I read, um, you have a, uh, uh, a section on your website called Consumers, Consumer First, this yep. idea of some of the changes that you want to see uh, done in Massachusetts and mm-hmm. other states as well. One of the things you talk about is a loosening of Sunday sales. Yeah. What is it that you want to lose? I mean, right now you can open up at 10 o'clock and sell, and uh, you can sell until 6 o'clock, I believe, at night. Right. Um, what more? In, in terms of Sunday sales, I'm sorry. I, didn't, it, uh, I, I believe that you're um, on, on your website that it talks about the, um, the, the need to expand Sunday sales. The convenience, uh, to offer, offer convenience. So, so uh, um, people shop at all sorts of different times, right? And at, particular, at the bricks and mortar. Right, we can talk a little bit about digital. That's re- that's really where the industry is going. Um, but uh, but uh, you know, people want to shop at different times. Um, not everybody wants to shop between the the appointed hours of ten and six. So the opportunity to be able to provide those provide that uh, to our customers is something that we would embrace. And I think that our customers uh, we're doing it because our our customers have asked for it. What? Go for it, Bruce. Well, I, 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 as someone who is clearly behind the times, you said that the business is going digital. Um, I assume you mean people will order it at home and have it delivered. Yes. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, that would interestingly change the whole dynamics of time and, and when you do things. Yes. Um, is that, where does that stand here in Massachusetts? Uh, it stands in the same place that uh, that it stands uh, around the rest of the country, and that's kind of in its nascent stages right now. So, um, do uh, you guys deliver liquor to people's homes? Uh, in those states where we're allowed to to uh, deliver, we we offer delivery. In those states where we're off, where we're allowed to to have ISP in store pickup, we provide that as well. Uh, um, uh, Is that allowed can, here in Massachusetts? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, off, the, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't believe yeah. it is. Uh, okay. But, uh, is that something you'd like to see change? Yeah, I think that our customers are asking for it. Our customers say, listen, we want to. Um, well, we love to go shopping, but we want to make it as convenient for, our, for ourselves as we can. And so if there's the opportunity to go on uh, the, um, the Total Wine & More website or the Costco website or name some other great retailers out there, Cappies, whatever it may be, and say, uh, you know, um, here's the order that I want. Uh, I want it to be picked and packed and ready for me when I get there. Then, then those retailers ought to be able to do that. It, it's already it already happens to us to in in uh, in uh, in the non beverage alcohol retail world, right? You you can already uh, you can already have a delivery of groceries and toothpaste and right, and right. Uh, you know long underwear. 
Should should alcohol be treated the same as uh, those other products? I mean, it, are are we talking a retail environment that's apples to apples when you're when you're talking about that? Well, I think we've had a long uh, a long stretch of of conversation around beverage alcohol in which it's been in which it's been uh, held out as being uh, much much different than any other product that's out there. Um, there there are other products out there that are heavily regulated uh, and that are and that are uh, potentially uh, offer you know. A, are, are a danger to uh, to the users, right? There's uh, the possibility for misuse. Um, Such that, as? Uh, um, cigarettes. You know, some others that are out there that in which in which over time that those um, uh, those laws and regulations have been such where where the onus is put on the on the on the retailer, right? It's we have a license to be able to do the to be able to uh, to sell the products that we sell, uh, and it's a it's a uh, uh, it's the it's a compact between us and the licensing authority in this place in this in 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 in, in the Commonwealth. It's the local entity in the state, and uh, and and so I, th- I think the onus should be on that retailer to be able to be the responsible the responsible party. In in Massachusetts, um, we recently uh, had a ballot question that approved the legal sale of retail marijuana. And the campaign behind it was to um, tax and regulate marijuana like alcohol. Yeah. And the argument has been made that, that marijuana is similar to alcohol, um, you know, in the way that it's used, in the way that it's treated, as far as, you know, personal use goes. Yeah. Do you see that um, common thread? And is that an area that, that you think that uh, uh, liquor stores or even your chain might get into once it uh, becomes legal. I've seen for some time a trend, uh, um, a, a trend in states. Uh, um, uh, now it's come to Massachusetts, but in other states around the country. So Total Wine and More is a is a is a company in which we've got. We currently have 167 stores in in 20 plus states. So there's other states that we operate in in which um, the uh, marijuana has been has become uh, 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 for sale legally. Um, uh, in, in answer to your question about us, uh, we're we're uh, we like to think that we're um, good retailers of beverage alcohol, and that's really where our where our um, where our uh, uh, expertise lies. Um, but uh, uh, when I go to industry meetings, um, as I do throughout the year, of uh, regulators and uh, retailers and the like, the the opportunity the, the the to be able to sell marijuana has has been front and center for several years, for many years since Washington and Colorado, Washington State, Colorado uh, adopted it some three, four, or five years ago. In, in the states that you do operate that have legalized marijuana, have you seen any impact on your uh, on your retail sales? We have not. No, uh, the, I, the uh, we haven't. Um, I mean, our, our our sales continue to um, continue continue to, to to go along and chug along. The uh, uh, we've heard some anecdotal um, uh, conversation from other retailers that. That some of their beer sales has been hurt by uh, by marijuana, but we haven't experienced that. So, um, you you've come into Massachusetts and you you're you're building a business here and you're trying to change some things, which I'm always fascinated about about how you get change in Massachusetts, especially politically here. Um, 
What it sort of seems like you've used the legal process in some cases, uh, public relations to get the word out about your point of view. Yes. What about the political process? There is a whole scrutiny of liquor laws, as I believe, going on right now. How, how do you crack that place up the hill from where we're sitting right now, Beacon um, Hill? Gosh, I wish I had the answer to that, the, the, the quick and easy answer to that. We are, we are long play. So for us, we're always in it for the long run. We've never closed a store in 26 years. We continue to open stores this year. We'll open 25 new stores uh, around the country. So we're we're um, we never take the short the the kind of the uh, grasp that short straw. It's always the long play, and it's going to take a little bit of time. It has taken a little bit of time since 1934 to be able to get folks to be able to think about changing alcohol laws. But yes, we've availed ourselves of 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 all of the. Um, Opportunities that are out there, whether it be legislative, political, regulatory, um, the court system, and we'll continue to do so. And and I mean, we we feel uh, right and justified by it because um, it's the it's the consumers, it's our customers that keep asking for it. So you've I just want to be clear. So you've hired lobbyists to work represent you up on Beacon yes. Hill. Uh, okay, and you're um, what else are you doing? So they were active in court. If when you see well, something, and, that, and that's not our first. That's not our. Not your first. <laughs> the, the, the the court system is is really is really uh, for us is uh, is not does not come to mind first. Uh, really, what it is is the opportunity to be able to to work through the legislative and regulatory process, um, and uh, and if that if if uh, uh, if the if the need is. If the need is to um, to be able to to you know uh, work through consultants to be able to do that, I mean we don't know the the state as well as uh, some of the folks that are already here. So yes, we've hired consultants to be able to do that. One of the ways that that, uh, that we um, uh, thought to be able to to be active and involved uh, in the process is to put ourselves forward as as uh, participants in the treasurer's task force. So uh, the uh, treasurer Goldberg had put together earlier. Uh, this year, a task force of, uh, of of folks that she had appointed, that the governor had appointed, that the president of the Senate and the Speaker of the House had appointed to be able to look at uh, beverage alcohol laws in the Commonwealth. Uh, and uh, we provided testimony uh, on uh, on various issues that our customers have said that they're interested in, not only to the task force, but they that task force also um, uh, created working groups uh, to be able to have a deep dive into the into the process, we put ourselves forward, and I participated in one of those working groups. Ed, what, what you just said that um, the court system is a is a last resort for you guys, um, but at at the same time that you had the Massachusetts case going on, you also had one down in Connecticut in yes. federal court down there that uh, was uh, ruled against you for uh, you guys had challenged the um, state laws uh, based on antitrust. Yes, so um, there's minimum bottle. There is a there's an unfair scheme going on in Connecticut in which in which. Uh, uh, in which uh, alcohol is priced at a uh, at a level where it's sold, essentially it's sold for the same amount by everyone. There's no price differentiation whatsoever in Connecticut. We felt that that was unfair. Um, our customers said that's unfair, uh, and so we challenged that in court. But you lost on that. Um, we have lost on that. In June. Are you appealing that? We are. And but I guess my bigger question goes where you keep you know where you said that um, you know the courts are the last resort. Do you, do you guys see yourselves as the Uber of uh, 
uh, liquor industry, you know, disrupting um, the status quo? You said that. I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't. I, um, I won't deny that. You know, I think uh, 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 the customer oftentimes does not get heard. Um, by retailers, right? Uh, they they've got all sorts of data and those type of things in terms of in terms of customer um, buying patterns. But in terms of what they actually want, um, I'm not so sure that they're always uh, not necessarily heard. We, on the other hand, listen very carefully to our customers. Um, I mean, it, it's at the core of of our of of all of our team members in, in in our stores. If you give the customer what they want, then you're liable to win, right? And you're liable to be successful. So. Um, I, 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 I know I sound like a broken record when I go uh, back to that, but it's truth for us. And you have four stores right now. We do. In, in Massachusetts. We do. Natick, Everett, Shrewsbury, Danvers, That's right? Correct. Um, no Boston store, no Worcester store, no... Uh, tell me your strategy about rolling out stores. And you said you're opening 25. Any more new ones in Massachusetts? We're working on we're working on uh, on other on other new ones here in Massachusetts. We know that uh, one of the things that attracted us uh, um, to the Commonwealth was the fact that the number of licenses that uh, that any one entity could have was changed a few years back, uh, and that by the end of the decade, uh, um, uh, uh, any one retailer. Uh, may have uh, up to nine up to nine uh, uh, licenses and operate nine stores in the Commonwealth and and so we're uh, actively looking for opportunities to be expand to expand beyond the four. Are you looking to change that as well? Uh, or the cap on on uh, licenses? I, I think you know we we're good free marketers and the fact of the matter is is that in many of the states that we operate in, um, particularly those that are that are um, outside of those states that were the original thirteen colonies, um, that uh, that that the that the number that is permitted for uh, that oftentimes the number uh, that's permitted for any entity to own is unlimited. Outside, well, outside the 13 colony, that, yeah. that threw me for a loop. Uh, why outside is that? Those states, uh, I, I, uh, that's a good question. Why that is? My guess, uh, my guess is that uh, we're old fashioned. Is, is that <laughs> puritanical? <laughs> that, may, that may be right. So, I mean, uh, in, in in Pennsylvania, right, you may only have one license per licensee. In Maryland, you may only have one license per licensee. Um, and uh, and I, I think that uh, my. My suspicion—I don't know—I don't know this is the case, but my suspicion is coming out of prohibition, when it, when the laws were um, and regulations were open for um, scrutiny and change, that uh, that th- th- there was a bunch of self-interested folks that said, we, you know, we're not crazy about competition, so we're, we'd like the state laws to be X. Okay. Um, in other places where we operate, Florida is our. Is our uh, we've got uh, the most stores um, uh, in our company are based in Florida, Texas, and California, and those all three of those states are you may have as many um, as long as you qualify, right? You know, you've got to go through a process. It's a license um, that that's being granted by by either the municipality or the state. Uh, so as long as you're of good moral character and you're and and uh, and you follow the rules. Um, then uh, there's no reason for you not to be issued a license. And so those states are unlimited, as are many of the others in this country. Well, thank you, Ed. And uh, we didn't even get into your fandom for the Baltimore Orioles. So, uh, <laughs> go Birds. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of the podcast. And we want to thank Ed Cooper of Total Wines and More for joining us today. 
Um, if you want to find out a little bit more about Total Wine's uh, Consumer First uh, uh, project, you can go to www.totalwine.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud or download it on iTunes, or just go to our website, commonwealthmagazine.org, and click on the fish. For Bruce Mole, I'm Jack Sullivan. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for another episode of the podcast. I want to tell you a story about the house room blue.